This is something that really struck a chord with me in the mastery book, which I, again, I recommend all you guys either read or listen to the audiobook version. Um, you can go to audible and actually just get like a free trial account and listen to it for free. But one of the things it talks about is this idea of like the difference between a career and a vocation. And I think it's like it's the word vocation actually stems. It's like biblical or something like that. But what it means is like, it's your vocation. It's your calling, right? It's like your the voice of your soul, the vote, you know, vocation. And it's, it's different than a career. Career is just like a job that you pick up because you need to make ends meet. A vocation is you, why you exist, right? Like it is literally like the reason your soul came to this planet type of a thing. And like the work that it's meant to do, right? Um, for me, it's, you know, one, one way that shows up is music. But the bigger pick, music is like a, it's, a, it's an aspect of it. For me, it's it's just this whole idea of of designing, ex creating experiences that are transformative, and you know, music is music can be that. You know, I can create a piece of music. I, you know, I I, I DJ at these ecstatic dances, and hundreds of people will you know have this pro they'll have this transformational process happen. Um, but it's like the experience, the container is the that's the real art of it. You know, the music is just sort of like a helper. You know, the videos the blog posts, the whatever, it's, it's all just kind of like helpers, to, you know, that are part of this larger um, sort of experience that, that I'm designing. So, so to me, it's like, and it talks about in the, in the book that like the really, your vocation is like the, the synthesis or like the, the merging of all the things that you hold most dear all the things that sort of have the most meaning and, and synthesizing them into one cohesive thing. And, you know, there's some references of, of um, uh, just like alchemy and things like that in it. But it's, it's like when you find your vocation, it's unique to you, right? Which is like why I ultimately feel like that course creation or experience design isn't the ultimate job title for any of us. It's, it's a tool that we use that's in service of this higher thing. And so I think that's like, that's the biggest work that we all have is to like, to, to sort that out. Like, what is that? What is that deep sort of calling that vocation? And the truth is, is that you, you can't like shortcut it. You know, it's like you learn through, you know, following what you're inspired by. You know, you guys are all here because you're inspired by course creation or something along those lines. And this is a this is a pathway, a tool to get you, you know, toward clo uh, working towards you know your yeah your life's work, as Laura says. Um, and it's you know yeah you'll find what it is through helping people, through exploring, through through being diligent and just working away at it and trying new things and, and, you know, synthesizing these different things into one thing. For me, it's like, yeah, you know, with audio alchemy, like that's my love for music, my love for DJing, my love for, uh, hosting like space, ho holding retreats, like all these things merged into one thing. And it's a new thing that is just a product of that. 
yeah. it's amazing. Most of the masters that they that he he references in that book, they were like these misfits. They didn't fit in. They couldn't, you know, they weren't good students. All these different things were going against them, and they just kept following their curiosity and their passion. And eventually, they became the people who essentially shaped the world that we're now living in right now. Yeah. Um, and and I just want to say on this whole vocation thing that it's we don't know it's not something that we can really like figure out we're not supposed to figure it out like for me it's just been this crazy ass journey of like where it really started when i dropped out of school and started my first business and and sold really offensive degrading t-shirts online and that led to me hitting rock bottom which led to me um getting back in touch with myself and and that led to the gratitude dance which went viral that led to me teaching meditation workshops, which led to online course creation, which led to making positive skit comedy stuff because I had this whole New Earth comedy Saturday Night Live thing that I was passionate about creating. And that led to the Grady Course Adventure. And who knows where the Grady Course Adventure is? Like, I feel like the Grady Course Adventure is just practice for whatever we're creating next. Yeah. Like, I don't even think this is the thing. You know what I mean? Like, it took us a year and a half to get to where we're at with this. But I feel like all of this has been practice for, for what we're really here to design. Yeah, there's, um, there's, a, certain, so, there's a certain sense of humility about, around all of this. Because the truth is, is that we're still beginners. And... Any, you know, even when the master reaches mastery, the moment that they stop being beginners is the moment that that's like the beginning of the end for them. Right. And because the truth is, is that like, if you're a true artist, like you will never create something that's perfect. Like your masterpiece that everybody think is this like unit of perfection you'll always be able to find flaws in it because as you reach these new levels, like you'll have that moment of like creating something that you're just like, wow, this is the best thing I ever created. This is better than anything I ever thought I could create. And then like a few days later, you're going to look at it and be like, I could, I could see how it could be better. And that's what motivates you to keep going. Right. So I think that like on the path to mastery, what happens is like, in the beginning, there's this, the, the frustration of like, oh my God, there's just so much to learn. I'm so overwhelmed. It's so complicated, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then, you know, this idea that like one day I'll, I'll have made it. it th that idea of making it doesn't really, ha it, it kind of happens, but it, it's like you're never going to be fully satisfied with the work, but you will be satisfied with the life, right? It's kind of like, yeah does that does that make sense yeah yeah it's so interesting it's falling falling in love with this journey um something that i became really aware of last week was just my i'm in a codependent relationship with andy and blair and so for me uh, you know, Andy does all of the, you know, he builds our platform and he does the tech stuff and Blair does all the video production stuff. And so I just ordered a thousand dollars worth of new gear and got my, my studio, which I'll take pictures of and share with everybody. I got the studio set up. And so, um, I've asked Blair to tutor me or mentor me on the art of video, of video production and green screen editing and all that sort of stuff so that I can take the reins and start building my own stuff without needing to be dependent on him. And this Uxie 5000 that we're building, 
this is going to liberate me to be able to build courses where sharing style experiences without needing Andy to do it for me. And so, you know, for all of us here, part of the whole falling in love with the journey is falling in love with the learning, the new skills, the skills that intimidate you that you don't think you'll be able to do. If you have a tech phobia, like I've been getting over, over many, many years of, of just like putting my, just putting myself through the process of learning things, then, then you just kind of have to do it and you have to keep skipping forward to that you that you are in five years from now. And remember that this skill is a stepping stone on the journey to getting there. And if you don't learn this thing, like waiting around for a CEO to take care of all your taxes and business stuff or waiting for a marketing expert to come along and save you and get you out to the masses or whatever it is that, you know, we have this tendency as entrepreneurs, especially in the early phase that we fantasize about somebody coming to save us and doing hard stuff. But really like, we need to learn to do everything until an alignment happens with a, with a team. And for Andy and I, when we started working together, it was because we had both been working separately on ourselves, in our own thing, doing everything for ourselves. And then eventually it was just like, hey, let's team up and put our, our powers together. And that's just, it, you know, unless you've got the budget, you just need to learn all these different skills so that you know what you love and know what you're, what you're good at. Because you might, you know, resist video editing and fall in love with video editing when you realize what you're able to create. And that's one of the beautiful things. Like I'm more excited than ever about learning this stuff. Yeah. It's, it's the hardest part. And again, like talks about this in the mastery book of just that process of being a, a sort of newborn baby in, in a new realm and just being completely overwhelmed by all the just, Oh my God, I don't get any of this. This is just like, flustering to me and like for me personally one of those growth edges for me is lear finally learning how to code like I've you know I know how to tinker with a little bit here and there but like in the grand scheme of things like it totally just like freaks me out and I, I'm just kind of like I don't know it's just too much but I can see how useful it would be um, to just understand things you know of that nature but where things get interesting and and where things really start to turn around is when you start to be able to actually be, um, when you reach a level of fluency, it's like if you learn a new language, you're learning a new language and you're just like, oh my God, I'm not, this is never going to happen, you know? But then you start to pick up a few words and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, like I got a couple words down. Like I can actually say a couple phrases and then when I hear people talking, I can like pick out little words here and there. But then something shifts when like, somebody you know you hear someone say something to you in a different language and you like you basically understood what they were saying not every word but like there's a certain level of like okay i got that and then you can respond in a way that they understand when that happens there's like this shift that takes place and you're like oh, okay i'm getting it and then once you kind of reach the level of fluency when you can actually like start to be creative that's when you can enter flow state and that's that's when things really start to like gel and make sense you know it's like if you're learning video production software and you just start it's going to be overwhelming it's going to freak you out at first but as soon as you start to be able to like create videos because you've gone through the motions over and over and and then you know you start to be able to like get this sense of fluency and you, when you can enter flow state that's when everything just kind of like takes on a whole new light you know it's like like with the with the instrument it's like when you 
there's all this time spent learning the chords and the scales and just all the stuff that's just like this really repetitive, just like, oh, kind of frustrating, boring stuff. But then you have that experience of actually being able to like improvise something and, and, and you know, make up your own little piece of music. That's when things get really interesting. And, and usually the truth yeah. is, is usually people just never make it to that stage just because they just like lose steam and then just give up. Yeah, it's uh, Bobby Joe says that, uh, that the challenges we've been doing is helping push her through and, and take on things to get them accomplished. And mm-hmm. that's huge too. Like just some form of accountability is a hundred percent necessary. Like that's why we have the buddies. That's why we do these calls. That's why we've got the forums. And I mean, just vocalizing out loud in the community every single week, this is what I'm going to accomplish this week. And at the end of the week, this is what I accomplished. Those progress logs, I mean, just the power of writing out your intentions and your commitments to the week is it's going to change everything. Yeah. I mean, right now you're, you're accountable to your brain because you're in your head and you're, you're not vocalizing to anybody what you're supposed to be doing, at least not to our, our knowledge. And just that there's power in just saying, hey, community, this is what I'm up to this week. And then you get to watch like, you know, three or five or six people come to your side and say, that's awesome. We're here. We're supporting you. Can't wait to see what you did. And then once you finish it and you post it, you get people saying, oh, man, I checked out your yeah. thing. Here's some feedback or way to go or this was awesome. I like this part. You know, it's like you, you're in your head right now. Yeah. If you're not telling other people what you're committed to, you're in your brain. And when you're in your brain, your brain is going to make up as many excuses to stay comfortable. Because your brain doesn't want to be challenged. It doesn't want to grow. It's just like, no, I'm just going to be here. I want to watch TV and eat cheesy piss. <laughs> That's not going to win this game. I yeah. also want to say something just on the, uh, the deadlines thing is um, breaking your macro steps into micro steps is another way that you might be able to have more wins. So let's just say you're like, okay, by Friday, I want to have, you know, my, my three minute video lesson, 100% complete and uploaded to YouTube. Well, instead of just having that be one step, which has, you know, how many mini steps inside of it, break it up into all those mini steps so that the end result, the last checkbox on it is having it uploaded onto YouTube. But maybe the first one is like writing a rough draft of like just a point form thing on what the lesson is. And then step two will be writing the, a point form thing of the curriculum and then writing the script and then choosing the backgrounds for where it's going to be filmed and then finding the music and then, uh, you know, gathering all my gear, like making your checklist of all your gear. And then, you know, you have your production and all of a sudden, instead of having these like, you know, this huge daunting task, it's a whole bunch of like little tiny tasks. Cause the thing that happens like in your brain, you're going to have this good rush of positive feelings every single time you check that box for whatever reason. We're just like, Ooh, that felt really nice. I want to go check another box. Totally. And so the more boxes you can check, the more micro tasks you can give yourself that lead you to, to the macro, a big thing, the better. And so, you know, when you, when you give yourself a task, break it down into as many little tasks as you can. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, 
there's also just i think there's just that satisfaction of saying i'm gonna do this thing and then just like knock it out just boom done you know yeah and and that creates like yeah, yeah like brad said like a positive response and that motivates more progress but when we set the height when we set the sights too high and we come up against the resistance and we're just like oh, i don't really want to do this right now i just want to do another thing we're like oh, i'm just i'll just do it later it 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 erodes the confidence factor and it ends up having a detrimental effect where like we kind of like feel bad about it and then it kind of creates this vicious cycle negative feedback loop and it kind of it just it's just like doesn't get that progress so so yeah maybe you know yeah. maybe one solution is to set deadlines but like just don't ask yourself so much do things that are doable and start building the habit that way and give yourself easy wins you know like a uh, zen habits uh, dot, i think dot net zen habits dot net it's all about like how to create positive habits and you know one of his big guiding principles is like most habits new habits fail because they're just too lofty it's just like too much too soon and and then it just ends up not happening at all well Laura, save the grand plan for later no the grand plan is like by breaking it into little tiny bite-sized steps that you could complete and say like 10 minute increments to 15 minute increments. Like if you broke up your chunked it into 15 minute increments, that's how you want to like break the big plan down into. So obviously you're not going to know every single step that it's going to take to do a project that you've never done. But you, if you sat down and thought about it for 15 minutes, you made that a step. Like you put in your checkbox, step one, plan out all my other steps then at the end of planning it out you get a checkbox and it's gonna feel good and then you just move on to the next thing um it's just it's just an easier way to gain momentum um and that's that's the thing like with entrepreneurship you need to gain momentum it took me years because i would have these enormous lofty goals and i failed all the time i never reached my goals for years and years and years i went without ever reaching a goal and it was humiliating. I felt humiliated. Nobody else really thought anything of it, I don't think. But I, I felt like a failure. And it was when I started to like give myself small bite-sized goals that I could complete on a daily basis. And I started to actually achieve my goals every single day. And then just momentum kicked in. And then you know, now it's like on a, on a solid work day, I can get so much done because I've built that muscle. There's no filters anymore. There's no self doubt because I've succeeded so many times before. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's this, sh there's a shift that happens when the perspective goes from look at how far I have to go to look at how far I've come. Mm -hmm. And when you start fo focusing on looking, look at how far I've come, that's when you get even extra motivation and it just kind of like, you kind of kick into the, like, you know, overdrive or whatever. And so, yeah. yeah, if you know, if you're, if you're sitting down and you're like, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to work on my course and you're just, you're focused on like the full fi final package. That's impossible. Like you'll, you'll never be able to move forward with that. It's like eating an elephant. You know what I mean? You just, you just can't do it. So you have to like strategize and prioritize like, well, what are the steps? You know, like what's the first thing, you know, it's, it's, and again, you know, I think in a lot of cases, like 
what people need to be starting is just make make a one video thing like make a blog post that has like a video in it that's just really helpful and it's within the context of the bigger vision 